0: I can almost guarantee you just the way the bladder might works uh, that the way my bladder works. I'm going to have to piss before Sancho, but I'm good for now.
1: Wonderful. As uh, we me discuss, take sip of my drink.
0: Gone. That's why. But now it is time to discuss cinema. The Green Knight Chandler, take it away. Uh, the Green Knight is a cinematic retelling of the poem, The Green Knight, written by who knows? <coughs> no one knows um it stars uh, dev patel um directed by david lowry i was not familiar with the poem before i watched it still haven't read the poem don't feel i need to i I'll okay i'll be honest going into this um i don't give a shit about most uh english literature i don't care i don't care about shakespeare i don't care about arthurian legend i don't give a shit about the tutors and stuff like that
1: yeah but you're like uh JR tokens writing
0: i i do like jr but that's in middle earth that's not england
1: okay but i feel like location isn't the issue here <laughs> no it's the, i'm no it's kidding the... i'm kidding
0: yeah, yeah uh know. well that's the thing too is a large fantasy in general i'm just pretty iffy on because mm. what i like i love lord of the rings um dark souls that's it <laughs> but what i don't like is just I don't know when when fantasy misses and misses so hard for me. Um, but I was pretty convinced because this trailer came out like a year ago for this movie. Obviously, it was delayed. Um, I was very interested in it. I saw it as soon as I could, um, but I loved it. I really liked The Green Knight.
1: I, I don't know what you did recently before you saw it, because um, I saw the the A24 trailer that they put out a year ago, the teaser or yeah. whatever it was. And then nothing. Same. Obviously, Same. we heard nothing from their, them for, for a year because they, you know, postponed it and then all quiet. Yeah. Um, but recently, like, I didn't even know it was like based on a, a legend or anything like that or um, any information that might have been in that teaser trailer. Just <whistles> out of my mind. Yeah. forgot it. Uh, other than imagery. Yeah. A few a few minor images here and there. Uh, other than that. That's about it. And I, I like pig, uh, went in completely blind, didn't watch the trailer again, didn't look at anything whatsoever before going in. Um, that's, that might be the way I do it from here on out. Uh, I might just (laughs) give up on on trailers before the film, because, you know, with, with something like parasite and burning, I watch those trailers constantly. So I still do like consuming trailers, but I might. Yeah do it after i watch the movies from now on anyway so sure. i saw uh it's been a while chandler you watched it a couple weeks ago two
0: like weeks? two weeks ago yeah two it's or been a while. or two and a half yeah
1: i watched it on wednesday this so like two or three days three days ago yeah um at the loft which was great and it is um such a good theater experience i'm so happy i saw it in the theater and i'm I'm worried it's going to disappear from the loft because I kind of want to get another theater experience um, and then never watch it again and just exist with the <laughs> the 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 feeling that it gave me within the cinema because it was if anything is is if any movie I've seen of recent memory it exists for the the cinematic experience the whole visuals and sound and everything yeah. it's this
0: yeah I agree um yeah uh, i i tried to see it a second time but i just didn't get around to it but i do want to see it before it exits because it's also one of those movies where i don't know maybe after seeing it a full time you can appreciate it more because i didn't really know anything about this story and it wasn't until like really towards the end that it clicked for me that like ending projection scene i think is what really ties a lot of the thematic elements together Hmm. um I don't want to go straight into spoilers. So we're, yeah, we're not going to
1: spoil it yet. Yeah. Um, But I, for me, I I would say it's interesting that this, this film has been, um, the audience score is is very divergent from the critic score. And I think it's, it's easy to see why having, having watched it with at least some critical eye, whether you're an audience member or critical, Mm uh, critic member. Um, I you know beyond the fact that I I really enjoyed the theater experience. I enjoyed watching the film. It wasn't as strong of a film as I think you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Um I think it is a movie that very much is experiential. It's a film that works as kind of like this this legend sort of. So there are there are parts of it which kind of pass you by and like what's the meaning of that? And I can only really come to the conclusion of well there is no meaning. It's just And then this happened because that's how a lot of legends come to be where someone's like embellishing on what they're doing. And so there's kind of like this experience to it, but it doesn't go necessarily any deeper with that with, with some things. And so ultimately parts of the film felt really like I was invested because of all like the aesthetics and the feeling and the tone and the narrative, honestly. Um, But like having thought about them, after the fact. I I I question their length and the the point and where you know you say you want to watch it again to to get more out of it. Yeah. I'm not sure there is, at least in some points, <laughs> there is most certainly more to get out of it. But at some points, there they're very specific scenes. Can't yeah. get into those. They're later on in the film. Um, that felt like after they were done, I like, where has the character where do the characters start the, the beginning of the scene and where do they end? And I'm not sure there's any difference. That justified the length yeah, of some of the sequences. I
0: think I think a big part of that is the uh, like you said, the, the legend part of it, where it's it's ver- it's based on an ancient story. And let's be honest, they're not necessarily as concerned with uh, with structure or 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 themes as we were are today. So it's kind of like just a lot of this happens and then this happens and then this happens. But I think, like I said, what really brings it all together is that ending where I'm not going to get into specifics, obviously, but it it calls into a question what this was all for. Not what it's about, what it means, but like what the journey that Galahad took was all in service for. And I think that ending kind of propels it a little bit, gives a little bit more thematic resonance to everything before. But the thing is like, at a certain point, I realized I didn't try to sort of connect Gawain. the dots. Gawain, yes, not Galahad. That's Galahad's a different knight. <laughs> <laughs> a, a knight
1: of the round table, but yes, also in.
0: Yes. Gawain. Um, yeah, so like, I don't know, because it did feel to me early on that these sections were a little vignettes. It reminds me a lot mm-hmm. of the Odyssey. Mm, um, yeah. The oh, Odyssey, yeah. yeah, has a lot of little, like, you know, the stuff of the Cyclops. It's interesting and it's a nice little beaten story, but you can't necessarily boil down with that Cyclops part like means and fit it into a larger piece. I, that's something that, like today when stories do that, I'm not as necessarily in tune with. But just given the historical context, I'm a lot more forgiving, which I'll go a- a- exactly against what I'm saying now when we talk about Sancho, but we'll get to that um little narrative beats i found most of them very interesting i really loved that fucking kid who's in like every a24 movie the killing of a sacred deer kid i don't like
1: his face i don't know why he's inside don't, i don't know why he's in so many movies he was fine in this I'm, i like i was i
0: like there. him he's weird i like him he doesn't i, the, I, I see well, you as mean. an actor yeah well
1: yeah. i just think as an actor he's take him or leave him but i, I don't
0: know why i'm his accent was pretty inconsistent. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, fine. yeah, I like that little bit. I like the bit with the headless woman. Um, I like the bit with the giants. I like the bit with the fox. I'll be honest, where the movie comes to a halt for me. Mm-hmm. um, Again, not to spoil it, but when Taron Egerton shows up, there's like a good 20, 25 minutes that they spend in a house. And that is where I'm like, get on with it.
1: Yeah, that's the <laughs> that for me is, is specifically the, the point in the film where I was yeah. I was pointing towards. Um, where like the vignette structure at that point, I at the end of that sequence, I felt the time that was was yes, taken for it didn't justify what it was it was putting out. And I agree. Perhaps on a second viewing, I will find that it's putting out more than I originally thought it was. Um, but I I just get the feeling from from how I've like really this is one of those movies where, um, often when I'm watching at home, I'm not a hundred percent into the movie. It's hard for me to do that a lot, but this is first time in a while, even more so than, than pig. I was just zoned in on, on the film to the point where one of my, uh, uh, two friends I was watching it with at the loft. Uh, they made a little joke near the end, um, about how he doesn't take off his green belt during a a certain (laughs) scene. And I, I like basically toned it out to the point where like i i realized they were laughing but I like shut the fuck up i'm watching this i'm trying to experience cinema <laughs> yeah so i was yeah it was it was a great experience that's the thing that i like really like i took away from it particularly like, the sound design skywalker sound i noticed at the end of the the sound design for some of this and then yeah. the music like the music is like a very eclectic kind of like i almost want to say like semi-modern take on on medieval ballads and it's got well, it's like some, some christmasy themes in there too which yeah. is really like tone setting and nice
0: well it's interesting because it's sort of the music matches like the, the whole concept of the movie where it feels like you they took this really ancient song and it's got like a lot of like reverb and like these weird effects where it sort of reflects the fact that this is a the story that has been like echoed and and sort of tumbled through time to get to where it is today um it's a very interesting score and it's just one of those movies where it's been a long time since i've seen a movie where everything was so practical and tactile Mm
1: -hmm. like a lot of
0: it is just in the forest obviously but there's a lot of
1: muck and dirt yes and and Discussing yes. things in a good way
0: but even just like you know the, the the first like 10 or 15 minutes where it just takes place at uh, uh the round table in that whole kingdom and everything mm-hmm. these beautiful sets and the costumes are great the titular green knight is amazing
1: real so good oh my yeah. god like i it this is a really good like fantasy wise just like the, the yeah. whole world building and everything and and the green knight as you said like the costume and the, the prosthetics i assume that they they use to create guy, the whole
0: because the yes. guy from the witch he voices him and he plays him yeah um i always forget his name but yeah just and then the ending scene the green knight's chapel is just oh that's so beautiful looking. the
1: so many i feel like movies should experiment with with like off like unrealistic lighting um but in a way that doesn't like necessarily need to draw attention to itself. Um, mm. But that does like the specifically in that, that ending scene, not the ending scene, sort of the ending scene where he he finally gets to the chapel and it's just like this dense under like growth in this, this abandoned chapel. And it's the, the light itself is just yellow. It's not, it's not like yellow light. It's not like sunlight yeah. or like evening light, it's yellow. Like, <laughs> and green, and it's like so evocative and such vivid imagery that, that that was like half, like more than half of the appeal for me. Not saying everything else wasn't good, but that's what I was really zoning in on and while yeah. I was watching it. And particularly that confrontation with the green night, just the, the set design and everything, the atmosphere is at that point in the film, where I was like, oh my God, just stay here forever. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, exactly. Let me Let me it's step into things- this film.
0: Were you know because the actual confrontation with the green knight comes after that scene with taran egerton in the house and that's where it lost me for a little bit i'm just like oh come on go on with it but that ending like as soon as he meets the green knight again it becomes so great for the rest of the movie that i i forget about that little bit so that's why like the the final like rating i gave it on letterboxd is like four and a half and it's because it's like averaging out Because that like that that lull is such a lull, but it's also complemented with such a high that it sort of evens out the experience. Um, I also really liked the scene with the giants. I saw people (laughs) like not as convinced with the special effects there. Like obviously the fox isn't as good because it's a fully CGI animal. Yeah, I I, I like
1: the fox. So the thing with the giant sequence is that I I liked that. Like in, in principle, it was very interesting imagery and yeah. i think it's it's one of those things where one of those scenes where i could say I, I don't think there's a meaning to it i think it's just a i would disagree evocation of thing well i i think you could read into a meaning you can read into most things but yeah um i'd be curious to hear what that is a second um yeah. but for me like some of the the thing with the giants is my my preference would have been for just I just like seeing like their heads going over the the <laughs> the hills and it was yeah. almost too much to go all the way up there like just the hint of of things in the background kind of
0: well they keep more of which i yeah yeah they, which but again once you get like closer into the giants you can it's not as like believable um but yeah my, my quick interpretation of that scene um and again try not to spoil too much but in the end it becomes very clear that this the story is more about Gawain's um Gawain feels inept as a knight, feels unworthy to sit at the round table and at the end he is called into question whether or not like you know he he should uh live on or or be cemented as a legend. To me that like scene with him as the giants is like he's trying he wants to travel with them, he asks to like hitch a ride and that's him literally trying to, you know, uh be on the shoulders of giants you know, be one of the legends, be one of those big tightness figures that people remember. And the Giants are like, no, we're not letting you. You're not worthy of riding on our shoulders. You're not worthy as being one of these big immortal figures. It's like a little moment, but I think hmm. thematically it ties in with a lot of the stuff that ends later. I'm not saying every little vignette ties in, but that one I felt it was so brief and it was very emotionally evocative of what, where it, that's what I'm talking about when I now that mm. I know at the end, like what it's all about, I want to see how well that sort of ending thesis ties in with the stuff before.
1: I'd I'd, I'd buy that interpretation of the scene. Not bad. Not bad. At the very least, so, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, so, yeah, just just a film that I I would like to step into and live in this this kind of environment for a little bit the cinematography absolutely gorgeous effects everything i'm not uh, yeah yeah it, it feels it feels like a legend in a way that yeah. you know to its benefit and detriment at certain points uh, but it does certainly evoke that kind of you know you you stumble upon the, these mysterious things and then you leave them and then that, that's it they're just interesting mm-hmm. little nodes on a a journey a greater journey towards something and um Lots of interesting. The other, uh, a lot of interesting like motifs throughout the thing about like mortality, and that that was like another some imagery, and there was re- really interesting. Particularly, there's a perhaps ex- uh, like self indulgent, excessive shot, but also one I really liked where he he falls down in the forest. He he's been tied up, spoilers sort of. It's fairly early on in the film. Yeah, fairly in- inconsequential. Um, And the camera like camera swivels around through the (laughs) forest. Yes. And and then it swivels back and I just enjoyed it so much. But it it felt indulgent, but in in a way, I didn't. I couldn't mind too much. You know, when it's that beautiful, when you're in a forest and it's playing with lighting and everything, can you really fault it too much for being a little little excessive? What
0: movie was made worse by the inclusion of skeletons? I ask you that. None. (laughs) None. Uh, spoiling it real quick. So I just want to get into the ending. Um, I think the ending is great. Uh, spoilers. One other thing I want to note is that I have like a thing. I really your love. spoiler
1: is saying the ending's great.
0: Well, I'm going to go in specifically what happens Yeah, I know ending. I'm joking, <laughs> but I also just want a little footnote here. Is that uh, one one like fan fantasy concept fantasy creature that I really enjoy? I fucking love a talking tree. I love talking trees in Lord of the Rings. I love the Ents. I love talking trees in The Legend of Zelda. I just, I really fuck with the imagery of a a talking tree. And the Green Knight is one of the best talking trees I think I've ever seen.
1: Or tree inspired.
0: Um, Tree inspired product. (laughs) Entity. Yeah. Just the way he every time he moves his arm and you can just hear all these creaks and and moans and croaks in his joints. I just ah, I loved it so much.
1: the the thing with the ending that I, I yeah. will preemptively say this, steal your thunder about talking about the ending first the the very last minute of the film mm-hmm. um, or so after you you cut to this this dream flash forward mm-hmm. thing. Um of which, if you're paying attention, I feel like it's not the the hardest thing to get um and I was about five about fifteen seconds into that uh section of the film, that climactic moment I was like, hmm, how long are they gonna keep this up? That was interesting <laughs> that was a bit I was a bit I went from like interested to annoyed, back to interested, interested, and then okay. like like I had like different moments and not it was more of a um. Like a cerebral reaction than it was any kind of reflection on like the actual quality of, of the sequence because I think it was a great sequence altogether uh, at the end of all things. Um, but that last part, I definitely think, is the source of a lot of the um, audience uh, discrepancy between the audience and the critics. And you know, on on initial viewing, I almost was like. At one point, I was like. Is it going to go there? Is it just going to end? And it's like, it did great. And then I was also frustrated by that um, in a way that I think a lot of audience members were. The fact that, you know, it cuts from this 10 minute or so it's a long. It's uh, a long, yeah, future Gawain sequence. And then it just cuts, cuts back to him, takes off the belt and the green, green, knight says, well done now off with your head which is a great final line, such. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, like that moment is so <laughs> perfect. Like so. it's a moment that like, I think that if you were to, if uh, uh, audience members were to really like sit with it and like l- know where it was going and not be kind of like clouded by expectation, it would become a lot less problematic than I think is effect in a way that I think is affecting a lot of their scores online and whatever. But yeah, I think that's, that's the source.
0: But that's asking audiences to think about the movie when they leave the theater and then watch it again. (laughs) Yeah. Now that uh, that whole sequence, again, when he arrives at the chapel, the fact that he has to wait. I love this. It's just a little moment where instead of his eyes opening, it's just like it's a it's a close up of his eyes closed and then they just fade to open. I don't know why. It's just a lot creepier that way. I enjoyed it. But it was it was almost like mcu level banter between gawain and the green knight (laughs) i didn't expect it to be as jovial as it was but that whole like ending sequence again like i think around i i thought it was really happening i thought he was actually fleeing and it wasn't Mm. until he betrayed the ex machina girl that i realized okay this is probably not real
1: i didn't i didn't know for sure but i I got the strong feeling when he was passing the that that one actor that that we talked about earlier yeah Yeah. and it just it felt like the shot felt kind of ethereal to me in a way that like said to me that are we really done with this green knight sequence or is it Mm -hmm. and then like the horse it starts with like the horse and everything like it's going so well but in a way that felt um interesting and and, in like a thematic way and not necessarily in like an actual narrative what is happening kind of way well
0: that shot in particular i think is interesting because the more i think about it that shot where he's walking by the weird looking kid it's sort of like it's so casual and it sort of like it turns that kid from you know this this footnote in the legend to just a guy he's just walking through the field it sort of deflates all power that he has in the way that i think this movie is trying to like say that if he didn't die This whole legend is not a legend. It's just like something that happened and he goes on, he lives an unglorious life and dies and is forgotten. That's the whole point of the story to me is that, is he going to die and become the legend and be remembered forever or live safely, live long and then be forgotten. It's a very like depressing (laughs) theme. (laughs) I think (laughs) Hmm. I feel to an extent, but like, I don't know, it's just the more and more you go see. And really it's, it's like an existential thing where I feel like everybody sort of goes with this, where, they hit like a prime of their life and they just keep living and living and living until they die. Um, but he has this option to just die in his prime, become cemented forever. And I think when he finally has that realization at the end, where he's almost like excited to be, get his head cut off. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very depressing sequence, but it's very well mm. done. I love the, the sort of the old age makeup. It felt very citizen cany to me yeah. where you can still see echoes of the younger person, but.
1: Yeah, I, don't know. I I got the feeling that like if the movie were to continue, he wouldn't actually die.
0: You don't think he'd get his head cut off? No, I think he would.
1: I and I, I think it, I mean it leaves it open obviously for yeah. for the audience, but I think it it is as it said is it's just a it's just a Christmas game. It's a game one off. <laughs> Two, I think like the whole point is like a night testing testing himself and like. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Arthurian legends, like if all of the, you don't have to become, you don't have to die to become a legend. Obviously, like all those knights yeah. went through a trial of their honor and whatever that means, and the the knightly sense of the, of the word, um, and succeeded and they survived to become legends, living on. Um, And it just felt to me like the whole thing, particularly at the very beginning, which is like very clearly. uh The more I thought about it, it's the mother who is. um uh, with the the other witches providing the letter and the challenge for yeah. her son which says to me like less it's less about trying to um punish him like in a in a real way in a in like a, a way of death and more of like testing his his um his commitment and his character and not running away from things and um you know fulfilling you know is is acceptance of the game. And that's like, I felt like it was a very tongue in cheek way of saying like, all right, now off with your head. (laughs) Like, well, you're going to say now off with your head. Yeah. Just just cut off the head. If you're really going to strike it off, but it is, it leaves it open. And I'm as the eternal optimist, I think like the, the, the point, it was a test. Ultimately Mm -hmm. the whole thing of his, of his, who he was and, being able to get him to grow as a person and to accept whatever, whatever it was about.
0: Do you think he was saying it sarcastically then at the end? Mm, the yeah,
1: event? not sarcastically, but like jokingly, like, all right, well, you passed now off with your head.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. To me, it just felt like it was actually going to happen. But, but hey, yeah, but the it, magic it, of movies. That's the I also spawn. think like
1: it, it doesn't matter Yeah, regardless. Like he, 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 he succeeded, whatever that means, uh, at the end. <laughs> And whether he dies or not, good. The story's end. Yeah. The story's done. Yeah, yeah. Game's the over. Is,
0: the legend is here. We are watching it. The story's being told. It's being passed on. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. You good know, but like like he has the
1: green belt, which his mom gives him. She also sends him on the mission. And I feel like the the green belt was the it was a very explicit way of like saying, "Are you going to face this honorably? Or are you going to face death honorably?" Um, or are you going to hide behind uh the safety of spells and everything and mm-hmm. live a shameful life? And all the all the all the setup for for giving him the choice between those things are all come from his mom. So but he lives or dies, irrelevant, but I don't know. Whatever. Great one. It's fun. Yeah, it is it's fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. It it so much atmosphere. It's currently love it.
0: uh I'll I think I, I don't know if I updated it, but I'm going to give it like, it's probably my favorite new movie of the year. Favorite 2021 film. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Sorry, Bosef. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no. Inside still my favorite. Um, simply for the experience of the whole thing, I'll put it above pig, but I think pig might be the overall stronger narrative. And film, mm-hmm.
0: but how many catchy songs does Pig have?
1: You have me there. How many? <laughs> how many cute pigs does the Green have?
0: That's true. It's yeah. The cutest animal I has is a fox, and I think it was gross. The the fox sounded like um, Lupita Nyong'o in Us. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> or the larzon Trier Tree or Fox and Antichrist.